0: Well, hey there, this is Allison Scammell. And today's episode is essential learning for any busy woman entrepreneur. I learned so much speaking to Kristen Bowen about how busy women entrepreneurs can create healthy habits to prevent them from burning out. We explore the number one thing Kristen sees in her work that prevents women from feeling healthy, How food can be used as medicine, so fascinating, and the impact of gratitude on our ability to live with optimal health. We end on the coolest challenge that has nothing to do with diet or exercise that will have you on your way to living a healthier lifestyle. So stay with us until the end. Welcome to She Grows a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to be seen and get fully booked using their unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Each week, we'll explore how to create offerings based on what you do best, so you can have a wait list of ideal clients and bring in continuous income. I'm your host, Allison Scamble. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul guided entrepreneurs. Today, we're talking to Kristen Bowen about how to live healthfully as a busy woman entrepreneur. It took a complete health crash to lead Kristen Bowen to create Living the Good Life Naturally in 2002. Autoimmune issues and a series of failed surgeries left Kristen bedridden and depressed with daily seizures. Through research and looking for outside of the box solutions, she discovered that to regain her health, she needed to build a strong foundation. That foundation included food as medicine and the number one building block for optimal health, magnesium. She discovered that oral magnesium was not effective and began using liquid magnesium as a foot soak, finding that the body could utilize it more effectively. What I learned from Kristen in this interview was eye-opening, and will change how I approach healthy living for good. Please enjoy. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on the show. I love this topic. I have a feeling I need (laughs) some of the things you're going to talk about, and so I'm just thrilled you're here to talk about healthy habits.
1: Allison, it is my passion, and I'm really excited to be here talking with you about it with your listeners.
0: All right, so let's just dig in. So, what's the number one thing you see in your work that prevents women, especially, let's talk about women here, from feeling healthy? Their
1: patterns. It's actually their patterns and they don't recognize it. And so closing up those patterns and creating better patterns will help them to walk toward health. And so many times they think it's finding the perfect diet or the perfect app or the perfect exercise, but it's not. It's not about finding that perfect thing. It's about creating better patterns.
0: That is so good. So if you find someone who comes to you who is in some pretty bad patterns, what are some of the first things you tell them to start turning it around?
1: To recognize those patterns. Because A lot of times is what can happen is we'll recognize that the pattern isn't healthy, but then we're triggered by it. And so we push it down or shove it aside. And so being able to have the ability when that emotion comes up, and it might be a very uncomfortable emotion to experience that emotion instead of pushing it down. That doesn't mean we have to act on it. Just experience it, observe it, and then make the determination where you're going from there. Because in that moment of reaction, we're losing our health, we're losing our magnesium and that magnesium is crucial to optimal health. And when those reactions are happening, cortisol levels go go up, hormones go out the door and magnesium is tanked
0: um mm, I'm so excited to talk about magnesium with you because um, I know that's something that you know a lot about and talk about uh, in, in your platform. Um, before we get there though, um, this is so interesting. So I, I, this is going to maybe sound like it's coming from out of nowhere, but how do you feel about intermittent fasting?
1: It depends. For some people, it is amazing and a breakthrough. And for other people that have a lot of broken patterns, it actually trashes their adrenals. And so it your adrenal strength, the health of your adrenals determine and dictate how successful you will be with intermittent fasting. And if you bring into intermittent fasting, some disordered eating, it can be an explosion of chaos.
0: So I think, and I don't know this for sure, Kristen, but I think that I do pretty, I've been intermitting fasting on and on, on and off for years and my body responds well to it and I respond well and it's really worked well for me, but I've noticed lately with everything going on and all the uncertainty and it being 2020 and all my, cause so I, I fast from 8 PM to 12 PM the next day. And that post 8pm wanting to eat salty snacks is just like, I just need to have salty cashews. I want to have just something salty. Let's
1: talk about that. Let's talk about that your adrenals run on potassium and sodium and so that feedback loop from your body right there that you're wanting more salt you're out you're starting to outpace your intermittent fasting with your adrenals and so upping your good salt now I'm not talking sodium that you find in prepackaged foods and that kind of thing I'm talking a good salt with good minerals to help boost those adrenals because we know 2020 has been one for the books and increased stress levels globally. And we're all connected. Even if you are not, you know, I'm here in Morro Bay, California. And so we've been, our state's been on fire, even though you're in the Netherlands you're still affected when you see the fires that we're experiencing. We are heart connected globally. And so 2020 has affected all of us at different levels. And so making sure that we're nourishing those adrenals at the level of optimal health that we want is crucial.
0: Mm, That's so fascinating. So you're saying that I should up levels of healthy food with healthy salts in it. Mm-hmm.
1: If it's appropriate for you. Now, some people that are listening to this podcast right now might be on medication and that medication would dictate how much salt they could do. If you, if it's a good fit for you and you're not on medications and you've got decent kidney function, up leveling that salt can be one of the most powerful tools that we have for adrenal function because potassium and sodium are, Run adrenals.
0: Interesting. So, so interesting. So, tell us how food can be used as medicine.
1: Food is powerful. Um, my husband had had some health issues, and we ended up flying him back to New York, and found a doctor who was a cardi a cardiologist, but dealt everything with food first. And he had been in the hospital for quite some time and left the ho- entered the hospital with no medication, left the hospital on 19 medications and the man did not know up from down. We did not know what was the symptom and what was the side effect. And so that's when we opted to go out of pocket because our insurance wouldn't cover this person. And we found the specialist. And in two days, he had him off all medications through food, through the power of food. And We forget sometimes how powerful food is right now. I'm running a 21 day protocol for women and it's all about beans because when you eat those beans and you eat enough of those beans that the small intestine, the ileum can push that soluble fiber into the large intestine and bind to the bile, your bile's cleaned up and your hormones balance and your gut distress goes down all through beans, beans, simple beans. And sometimes we forget how powerful they are. And I had a lot of people before they signed up that reached out and said, wait a minute, this is just about beans. I said, yes, you will be adjusting, increasing, decreasing, and adjusting beans and seeing what it does for your body. This morning I woke up to being tagged on Facebook and she said, I slept like I've never slept before before because the hot flashes are gone simply because she's cleaned up her bile through eating beans in the right amount at the right time. Food is powerful and we forget that.
0: That is fascinating. So if someone is listening and they're like, oh, this sounds amazing. And I believe this, I believe in this, I want to educate myself but I feel a little overwhelmed. Like, I don't know what food I should be eating when, where should they start?
1: Start with just increasing. I think it's so much easier to increase instead of decrease. And so instead of trying to be perfect, you might be eating some things that you know are not the best choices for optimal health. Don't worry about that. The healthiest people I know do not eat perfectly. They eat in a way that they bounce back after a mistake is made. And so just start increasing. Broccoli is such a powerful food for your liver and loaded with nutrition. Increase your broccoli, increase your beans. I'm a huge believer of increasing those beans in a way that's appropriate for your body. Some women can jump in and increase it by a half a cup a meal and other women have to do five or 10 beans, but increase those foods that you enjoy that you're already eating. Increase
0: them. It's simple. That is such good advice. I've never heard it in that way before. That feels so accessible. It's easy.
1: We tend to overcomplicate it. And in doing so, it's our subconscious because we're wired to stay the same. Exactly today that we were yesterday, our subconscious wants us to be tomorrow. And so by overcomplicating it, that subconscious is keeping us the same. And we have to recognize we are the big boss lady. We are the ones who have more power than that subconscious. And by overriding it, we've we've said, Hey, go in the corner subconscious. I need you, but I don't need you running my life. And so when we walk away from that overwhelm, we are literally putting subconscious in the box that it needs to be instead of being driven by that primal desire of staying the same and safe.
0: On that, um, you've talked about how gratitude can increase health. How does that work?
1: Oh, I love this one. I'm really glad you brought it up. So I was teaching a class and we had, it was about a hundred women in a class and it was a beautiful room just filled with light. There were such beautiful windows. And I can remember having that thought of, oh, pinch me, my life is real. I'm here with these amazing women in this beautiful space and we're just moving forward. And it was just one of those incredible experiences. And then bam, I had a woman that hit a wall and she stood up and she said, this gratitude crap is ridiculous. I can tell you all the things I'm grateful for. And I am still stressed. And she rattled off all the things that she had gratitude for. And I'm so grateful that she was so articulate about where she was at because it helped me to see what I was doing with my gratitude. She had created a gratitude list, which is a very male oriented way to focus. If you'll switch that gratitude list into a more female version of experiencing and creating gratitude, that's when cortisol levels go down. Creating a list of gratitude doesn't change anything. Experiencing and creating the experience of gratitude internally is what decreases cortisol and helps you hold on to that magnesium.
0: Wow. I've never heard it explained that way before. I love this. So tell us how we can create the experience of gratitude.
1: So go to something that you love. Go to something that you've had just one of those moments for me, it was when we moved here to California, it was our dream to live on the ocean. And that first morning I walked out and my feet were in the sand and I could hear the birds and the water. And it just welled up inside of me, how grateful I was to be living where I lived and taking that experiencing experience and capturing it in my heart and then recreating that on a daily basis. What did that feel like? Where, where did I feel that in my body? How would I describe that? For me, it was a bubbling up out of my heart. I'm a very heart centered person and it just felt like my heart was just overflowing and exploding and bubbling and cascading all down me. And so when I write in my gratitude journal every morning, I Recreate that feeling. So when I write down, I'm so excited. I get to get up and do a podcast this morning. I love to talk. (laughs) Yay, I get to meet Allison and and connect with her. I didn't just write that down, meeting Allison today, grateful for a podcast. I went back to that experience of my heart exploding and bubbling over that I get the opportunity to meet you, Allison, and connect with you and learn from you and hopefully be with your listeners in a way that will serve them at their highest purpose. That's day and night difference from just writing grateful for Allison's podcast.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm just smiling ear to ear now because I do about one podcast interview a week and I'm very used to not talking to a person before. You and I have never talked before. No, we haven't. And you, we both got on the line. We chatted for about five minutes before we hit record. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman's amazing. I feel so connected to her. It was like instantaneous
1: that gratitude helps. Gratitude helps connection. Healthy women are connected women, Alison. And we in 2020, we need connection. And in that moment that you and I, I felt it too, my breathing changed. I relaxed in my chair and I remembered my purpose as an entrepreneur to make a difference and connect with other women and leave this world a little bit better.
0: Ugh! my gosh. That is beautiful. I love it. So in this juicy energy and <laughs> space, you just corrected, <laughs> I want to go to the heart. Well, maybe tell me where I'm wrong, but it feels like one of the hearts. I think you have more than one, one of the hearts of your platform and that's magnesium. I'm so interested to hear more about this. So tell us how is it that magnesium helps us lead, lead us to optimum health?
1: Okay. So for anyone out there listening right now, if your vitamin D is low, that's not a vitamin D issue. That's a magnesium issue. You do not get low vitamin D without having low magnesium first. Magnesium is the master mineral. You can take any disease, any symptom, and when you trace it back to where it started, what went wrong first it's low magnesium. And magnesium, we have the ability, you and I, and everyone who's listening right now, we have the ability by how we breathe, by the thoughts we think, by the food we eat, to dictate the flow of our magnesium. How we hold on to that magnesium is determined by our gratitude, the way we breathe, how much sleep we get, and the food we eat. And we lose that magnesium when we buy into broken patterns. And so healing those patterns and taking our power back and recognizing how incredibly powerful each breath is. I knew you and I were destined to be buddies. When <laughs> you started before we went live, before you hit the live button, you said, are you okay if I take a deep breath and set an intention? And I thought, Oh. Oh, yes, let's do that. <laughs> because that right there, I could have gone into nerves and, oh, this is a new platform. I, I'm not familiar with this platform. I'm very nervous. And that would have leaked my magnesium. As cortisol levels go up, magnesium is pushed out through the urine. But you set the tone. Let's take a deep breath. Let's set an intention of what we want. And by doing that, I was able to hold on to my magnesium on a new platform that I wasn't very familiar with.
0: That is amazing.
1: Oh my gosh. I've never thought about magnesium in this way before. We are so powerful and it's recognizing and holding onto that power that helps us make a difference
0: in the world. So, so cool. So please tell us, what's the best way to consume magnesium or get more of it?
1: So I had a health crash. I had a bladder surgery. Um, After a baby, my bladder had been leaking. And so I went into the doctor, they did a surgery, my heart stopped on the table. And for three and a half years, I ended up just in a wheelchair, having seizures, hooked to a catheter, colostomy bag. Um, it was just, it was awful. And that's that situation helped me understand that chasing symptoms was making me stressed out because I'd focus a little bit on my thyroid and then my bladder and then my hormones and it was basically almost losing everything financially emotionally spiritually almost losing everything helped me to pull back and recognize how broken my patterns were and so when i realized that that i needed to stop chasing symptoms that i needed to build a strong foundation i I immediately knew and understood magnesium was crucial there. But oral magnesium won't get us to cell saturation. Oral magnesium is is like just a little teeny bit of magnesium. And we can feel like we've met our magnesium needs by taking an oral pill, but it's synthetic and it doesn't get us to cell saturation. It's soaking in a clean, undiluted non-lab produced magnesium that really moves that red blood cell number and starts to make a difference in your hormones, in your thyroid, in your digestion, in your brain function, in your ATP
0: energy. Wow. So how did, that is a fascinating story. Oh my gosh. Um, How is it that you immediately knew? Was it your higher self talking to you? Like it was your experience, you know, working with, you know... In the health profession? At that point, I did not. I did not work in the health profession at
1: all. I was desperate. We were broken. My family was devastated. We lost our home. And I think for me, in that moment of just absolute surrender, I thought I was in control of everything. I tried to control everything because I had a lot of fears. And it was in that absolute surrender that answers started coming. And people were put in place to teach me. And, and I'm not that I want to go back and relive that experience. It was hard, but the gift and the gold that myself and my family learned from that was life-changing for all of us through that surrendering, because we were so broken. You know, we lived in this beautiful home and did not realize we were artificially increasing our value because of the type of home that we lived in. And so when we lost that home, our value went down because we had a broken pattern. We thought our home determined our value when in actuality, it has nothing to do with your value.
0: Yes. My gosh, what an amazing lesson to learn and what an outlook you have. I think it happens to a lot of people, but they just don't look at it the way that you see it. Maybe did you see it that way at the time or did this come later?
1: It's it's been a journey. <clears throat> excuse me. It's been a journey the entire way. When when the actual health crash happened, I was so out of it. I was very insulated and protected. And I didn't realize the trauma that my family was experiencing. And so when I started getting better, that's when it started hitting, how hard it had hit them and what loss our family had experienced. And we just determined we are, I love the um, Japanese culture and how the pottery, I'm sure you're familiar with this. And when pottery is broken and it's mended with gold, that it becomes more valuable. And I remember my husband sitting us down and saying, we have to find the gold, We have to find those things to mend our family, mend our hearts, mend our souls so that we become more valuable and able to serve other people and teach them the things that we've learned during this process. So it was my husband really who opened my eyes to that, but that's how he's wired. He's a double amputee unexpectedly, and the man has just sailed through it with gratitude. I mean, just with absolute gratitude, it is literally how the man breathes. And so it was really through him inspiring our family that helped us make that decision. What can we learn? We are broken pottery. We are devastated. This is we were just at such a low. We are now officially looking for that gold to mend our family. We just adopted two children out of the foster care system. And so that entire experience was even more traumatic for them because they'd never had stability. And here we promised them stability and then all hell broke loose. And so it was through actively looking for the gold that we could mend and weave within our family is what helped. Helped us to keep that perspective.
0: Oh my gosh. Are you, where, where can I buy your memoirs? This has to be a book. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. What a beautiful story. And I love the Japanese uh, pottery. Uh, is it kas, Kasuji? Kusaji? I, I always mispronounce it. I and do so too. That's so why
1: I don't say the name, but it's it's such a beautiful concept. And when you look at people that have been through hard things, my favorite kind of person to be with is someone who has taken that hard thing and found the gold because they're more loving, they're more
0: accepting, and they're just inspiring to be with. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So this is so, what a great, like amazing story. And I love What, like learning about magnesium, because I know so little about this. So, you said the best way is to um, receive it is to soak it. So, how often do I have to soak? Is it like
1: a daily thing? So, ultimately, the best way to get magnesium is through our food, but our food is decreased in magnesium. A red bell pepper, an organic red bell pepper now, does not even have trace amounts of magnesium compared to 20 years ago when a conventional red pepper had, uh, had a full day's worth of magnesium. And so that's plan A. But plan A, we've had to move on to plan B. And so a lot of people move to oral synthetic, but... Actually, that decreases our taurine and taurine is what helps hold magnesium in the cell. And so now we're on plan C of upgraded magnesium and that's soaking in a magnesium in the bathtub or just a bowl of water using a quarter of a cup of that magnesium chloride and allowing your body to uptake that through your feet.
0: Wow. And do you have a brand that you recommend? I do.
1: We started, we import it. So I'm very um, partial to the magnesium that we have because the magnesium that's out there, you'll, it's, I could import magnesium right now from Utah or Russia, and it would be incredibly cheap with an incredible profit margin on it, but it's also very high in heavy metals. So you want to make sure that your magnesium is imported from the correct place. And then you want to make sure that your magnesium is not watered down. The FDA made it so when you label that magnesium, you do not have to tell the consumer that you've added more water because the sea brine already has water in it. And so you want to make sure it's undiluted at a 31% saturation level. It's crucial for that. And you want to make sure it's not produced in a lab because lab produced magnesium chloride does not move magnesium red blood cell numbers like a sea brine does because it's got those beautiful cofactors.
0: And so if I went to a reputable um, organic store and I talked to the people who work there, would I probably be able to find something if I'm not uh, well versed <laughs> if I'm not an expert? If they knew their sources and
1: and some do and some don't. So if they can tell you the source, if they can tell you that saturation level, and if they can tell you the amount of elemental magnesium that's in there, then you're, you're on a pathway that you're going to get a great magnesium for your body.
0: Okay. And so tell us what a magnesium burn rate is and how we can discover that. So we've
1: actually, as we talked about gratitude, that burn rate um, is determined by the sugar intake. When you eat sugar, you decrease magnesium. When you have stress, you decrease magnesium. When you have certain medications in your body, you decrease magnesium. If you have low thyroid function, you decrease magnesium. If you have autoimmune, you decrease magnesium. And so taking all of that into account starts to create this individual profile of your burn rate. So my favorite way to discover that is to do the 30-day challenge. And that's where you're soaking in magnesium every day for 30 days, realizing you're going to miss a few days. I don't think I've ever done a 30-day challenge without missing a couple of days. And then you get your red blood cell tested, your magnesium red blood cell Tested and you find out where your numbers are. And we want you at a five. The ultimate goal of magnesium is between 6.3 and 7. And so after that 30 day challenge, then we want you backing off your soaking depending on where your number is at. So if you came in at a 6.4, soak once a week and another 30 days tested again. If your numbers stayed the same, then soaking once a week will keep your numbers optimal. If your numbers dropped, then we know you've got to increase your soaking. If your numbers went up, then we know you can back off and soak less than once a week. And so that number is going to help you determine how often you need to soak. I see women, especially that I work with, I see them using too much magnesium. And I don't want you to become not addicted. I don't want you to become so attached to soaking in magnesium. I, I want to be out there living a full life and and creating and, and living and connecting. And so understanding that burn rate in the beginning of your magnesium soaking will actually help you utilize the time that you have and not over soaking or under soaking happens also. So it will really help you individualize your magnesium soaking to your individual chemistry. And I think one of the broken patterns that we have as women is because something worked for my girlfriend or my mom or my sister, I'm going to do that and I'm going to get healthy and we can't copy what someone else is doing. We need to really individualize it to our body and our experience experience.
0: So good. And do you have resources like on your website that could help kind of walk somebody through this stuff if they're new to it all? I do. I've got resources on the website and I also
1: have um, they can text a number, um, mag 30 to four, seven, four, seven, four, seven. And they just get 30 days of a magnesium tidbit every day on their phone. And they can opt out at any time that they want to. And it's just a way to keep it top of mind, to keep them remembering. A lot of women will say, Oh, I meant to soak in magnesium today. And I forgot. So it's just a way for education, accountability, and some information inspiration when it comes to magnesium.
0: That's so good. And can you say that number again, MAG32? Yes, MAG30 to 474747.
1: And it is 30 days of receiving text. And if at any point it feels like too much is all they have to do is press um, enter stop to respond to that text and they won't receive anymore.
0: That is awesome, I will leave, uh, we will put that in the the link and uh, we will put that in the resource section of the show notes That is so good. So, And do Epsom salts work the same as magnesium? No, they don't. And I'm so glad you brought
1: this up. I love Epsom salts for a very different reason. And we know that Epsom salts are great for a sore muscle. You get in the tub, you feel relaxed. Epsom salts does not have enough magnesium to get you to cell saturation. And that is my goal. My red blood cell numbers being between 6.3 and 7. That's where hormones are, are enhanced by magnesium. That's where telomeres are enhanced by magnesium. That's where ATP energy is enhanced by magnesium. And so Epsom salts are great, but they're, that's not, they're not fulfilling that need of the end goal of getting me to self saturation. Now, magnesium chloride does not have sulfates in it, and sulfates are so powerful for your liver. And so, is what I like to do is take the magnesium chloride that I'm soaking in and add a half a cup to a cup of Epsom salts. So I'm getting the benefits of moving my red blood cell numbers and getting those beautiful sulfates for my liver. So I do both together, not always, but most of the
0: time. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So this podcast is targeted to busy women entrepreneurs. And a lot of my clients tend to prioritize, and we have to explore through why, they're prioritizing their business and their clients over their own health. And they work through their time that they had set aside for self-care or going to the gym or going out in nature. And you talked about patterns. (laughs) And I think a lot of this has to do with patterns. But what do you tell busy entrepreneurs when they get caught up in this pattern of prioritizing their business over their health? Well, for
1: a while they can do that. And, and it will work for them and they'll get paid off by that broken pattern. But I promise the day will come that their cup is empty and they'll have nothing left to give and they will become a shell of who they were and their dream of making a difference in the world will not be available to them because of that broken pattern. It's so important as women entrepreneurs that we are taking care of ourselves first so that when we are out there connecting and loving on other women, we're doing it in a healthy pattern. In the fact that if I'm not taking care of myself and I'm out there connecting with women at the core of my connection is a very selfish, dark black streak that I'm expecting that woman to meet my needs and lift me. Even though I say I'm helping her because I'm so burned out. And so if they really want to make a difference in the lives of their clients, they will do that for themselves before they show up for their clients, because in doing so their gift will be magnified. And the fuel that drives that gift will come from a clean source.
0: Mm, I love the way you answered this. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. There's a lot of different directions you could have went with it. But I think that is like really just right to the heart. And um, I just resonated because for so long, I just wanted to build my business. It was my dream to have this thriving business. And then I got it. I got what I wanted. And I was that empty shell. Mm -hmm. because I just put it all out on there on the line. And um, it's just, yeah, when you hit the wall, you hit the wall. And then when you hit the wall, at least for me, the thriving business didn't matter anymore (laughs) because I was so miserable being this empty shell. Right. And I think
1: this, I experienced the same thing in that, you know, I had this dream, I had this passion, and it drove me and it drove me. But that wall comes for everyone. And then when that wall comes, you get to recreate at a deeper level because your understanding has increased and you recognize how powerful self care is. And so when that wall came for me and I realized, wait a minute why are my clients just increasing their ability to move forward at such a quicker pace? And it was because my self-care had increased my source of why I was doing what I did with my clients had changed. And so because of that, it had enabled them to move forward faster. And so ultimately the very thing I wanted, I was pushing away by that broken pattern. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. This has been so good. I always feel like I get clients on the show at the exact time I need to hear something. So I just needed so much of what you shared. And so I know that the listeners are out there needing it too. Thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom. Could you leave our listeners with a challenge? Yes. I challenge you in the morning
1: when you wake up. Many women already have it set in place that they experience gratitude, just like what you did with me. You, we took that deep breath and, and we set that intention. I want you to really create internally when they do that. I want them not to just check it off their list and, okay, I wrote my three things in my gratitude journal. I I took my deep breath. I set my intention, but really go inward and focus. What does that feel like? What am I thinking? How am I creating this experience and how connected am I to it? Because by making that small shift, they will increase their body's ability to hold on to that magnesium that changes all things healthy.
0: Mm, Gosh, I love this challenge. And I know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow during my morning routine. (laughs) That is the perfect challenge. Love it, love it, love it. Kristen, please tell our listeners how they can find you and learn more about all of this amazing stuff you're offering.
1: So they can go to living the That's my website. Uh, we just lost our blog. It got hijacked by someone in a different country. So we're in the process of putting the blog back together, but the website has lots of um, videos and Facebook lives and YouTube lives that I've done. So there's lots of things there on the blog. If they're just interested more in what I'm talking about.
0: Fantastic. And all of those links will be in the show notes. And Kristen, is it that your blog just had a, a pottery crash and you're putting it back together with gold? Yes,
1: we are <laughs> making it better and more details. And yes, absolutely. We are wrapping it back up with gold because it crashed <laughs> into a million little pieces.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I know it's going to come back even more beautiful. And I just want to thank you so, so much for taking the t- time to share your wisdom on Grows truly, truly and honor to connect with you in this way. Thank you so much, Kristen. Oh, Allison, thank you for having me, but not only having me on as a podcast
1: guest, but just the tone that you set, the culture of your podcast. I love it. And I cannot wait to go share it with other women so that they can experience how heart led you are and that intention that you set that's so real and authentic. So thank you for the space that you've created for all of us to
0: get that daily dose of inspiration that we need. Oh my God. Gosh. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. Wow, I had such a great time talking to Kristen on this subject. If you're interested in trying the magnesium soaks for yourself and are looking for a trusted brand, then head to Kristen's website, livingthegoodlifenaturally.com, where she has all sorts of amazing things on offer to help you live your healthiest life.